the, the, the stories we're hearing about the looting and the gang activity is absolutely uh, disgraceful. And no doubt our next guest on the country, ACT Party leader David Seymour, who was in Hawke's Bay, having a look firsthand on Saturday, would concur with me. I know you can't line people up against a wall and shoot them, but gee, you feel like it, don't you, David? Well, you know, in all of these things, I'm always the, the first or try to be the first to stand up for civil liberties. Um, but if there was ever a time to invoke Section 9 of the Defence Act, which allows the Prime Minister to ask the military to support the police, uh, this is it. Now, of course, normally the Defence Act is very clear. Uh, New Zealand Defence Force cannot be deployed against citizens within New Zealand for very good reasons. Uh, but this is a time that there should be uh, an exemption. And I just make the point that if the government could deploy 6,200 NZDF personnel to stand outside hotel rooms and make sure we don't leave MIQ, uh, when are they going to prioritise people in, New, uh, in the countryside and the Esk Valley and up in Wairoa and all over the region, actually? Uh, when is their basic safety going to be prioritised the way that COVID was? Uh, they also got 600 police rustled up to break up a protest outside Parliament, not saying that's right or wrong, but where is the proportional response when people uh, are fearing for their lives and, and just asking, where is my dignity? You know, what, where, Why do I have to have my basic rights violated because I'm isolated and these thugs get away uh, with whatever they want? It, it's absolutely, you know, they say it's a state of national emergency. It, it's a state of national disgrace. Well, I think every man and woman in the New Zealand Army and the Defence Forces should be in the Hawke's Bay region or the badly affected regions right now helping out. Um, Absolutely. Uh, We're going to have to have some big conversations and they will have to be uh, bipartisan almost in this country, a rethink on our infrastructure and how we go forward from here. (laughs) Do you see that happening? Well, I'd actually like to see, Jamie, some open debate. Uh, people like to say, oh, we're all in this together, stick together, no no, no bickering. Well, actually, to me, that sounds like groupthink. Uh, I want to see a debate about the climate policies this country has adopted because banning oil and gas exploration, uh, trying to punish the most efficient farmers in the world, uh, subsidising for pine trees to be planted all over the place, uh, subsidising people who buy Teslas by taxing people who buy utes, all of these climate policies uh, have either failed or been counterproductive. And the people that have put those policies in place should be questioned and held accountable for that. Equally, uh, the emphasis on uh, on adaptation, such as making sure that substations are not beside rivers and vulnerable to flooding so that large areas are without power and communication for long periods of time. Uh, those, those issues of adaptation have not had an aggressive enough approach. And let me just give you one idea, because we need ideas at a time like this. The billion or $2 billion nearly revenue from the emissions trading scheme uh, could and should be put towards adaptation measures. If people are going to pay this carbon tax, let's make sure that that money is put not towards various boondoggles for people to develop new technology that will supposedly reduce emissions while the rest of the world carries on, uh, but actually put into adaptation that will make people's lives better in New Zealand. So that's my final question for you then. Do we mitigate or do we adapt? 
Well, it's not a it's not a choice of mitigate or adapt. New Zealand must mitigate uh, in order that its international reputation as a trading nation is protected. We we can't be a global pariah. But the emissions trading scheme with a cap on emissions and an agricultural uh, emission policy, the same as our trading partners, which, by the way, right now they're not doing anything, um, that would be the way to go with mitigation. Get rid of all the pointless meddling interventions. I mean, at one point, uh, the government was going to try and ban gas in restaurants, so you'd have to have your burgers sous vide, uh, if you know what that is. One chef said, who the hell would want a sous vide burger? It's a very good question. And um, at the same time, start getting serious about adaptation. Uh, were the stock banks in Hawke's Bay strong enough? Obviously not. Were the substations for Transpower in the right place? Uh, obviously not. But interestingly, Napier City, which spent $68 million on stormwater improvements since the floods in 2020, uh, actually got off really well. Uh, so it just shows the difference. If you focus on adaptation, you can save people's lives and livelihoods. David Seymour, thank you for some of your time. Really appreciate it here on The Country.